Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date is Sunday, May 6, 2018. Found a fantastic article here. It got me thinking, I think there was something that uh, Dr. Lip and I did uh, way back when about um, 10 habits that successful people do on weekends. I remember that. Um, so this one, this one's a little bit different. This one is talking about 10 habits that will dramatically improve your life. And I'll put the link out there, but this is from the ladders.com. And um, really kind of struck me. Travis Bradbury is the author of this article. So big shout out to Trav for putting this out. Uh, some good stuff here. Uh, and I need this, let me tell you. You know, After uh, the week I've had, and it's been a great weekend, it's getting a lot of stuff done outside. Uh, I was going to go to the gym uh, today, but I've been doing so much physical activity that, you know what, I've got my workout in for the last couple of days, you know, lifting bags of mulch and mowing and trimming and uh, moving stuff around and uh, doing some heavy lifting. So my body's probably telling me just to back off a little bit and, you know what, get some reading in and, and find something to, uh, to relax with a little bit. So I was getting some schoolwork done today, got a little bit done, taking a break to do a podcast. Uh, Dr. Jeff Lip will be in the house here in a little while. And we'll record something else probably in the next few days uh, that'll come out. But I uh, wanted to get this out to you. First one is stay away from people who erode your quality of life. You know, and, and I, I'm hearing over and over again, I think I've heard this for a long time, but it's probably more so true now than ever before. Um, you know, it, it, one of those things that, you know, we are who we hang out with, right? Those people that we hang out with do have a lot of influence on us, right? And it's the same thing with, you know, watching TV shows and, uh, listen to music and, and audios and, you know, um, whether it's podcasting or whatever. The stuff that we let inside, right, uh, it can definitely affect us. So staying away from the people who erode our quality of life. If they're not adding value, right, if you keep walking away from some people, you guys, I think I've said this before, and you feel worse for being around them, you probably need to make some changes, okay? And um, it's, it's, it's hard to do, especially if those people are family or people that, uh, you work with and you do see a lot, right? But uh, it's one of those things that, you know, there are plenty of people out there who deserve your attention and, um, you know, they deserve the connection with you, right? And vice versa. They deserve you too. Uh, but it is one of those things to start looking to see who you hang out with. You should always try and look for people that push you uh, to make you better, that have your best interest involved. Uh, that is truthfully one of the reasons why I hang out with Dr. Jeff Lip a lot. I go out of my way to, st to uh, keep in touch with that man and uh, keep doing things with him because he helps me. He pushes me. He makes me uncomfortable. He asks me questions, right? Um, he's definitely a mentor and a friend. And so those are the people that you really need to look at uh, finding in your life, okay? Uh, number two, no more phone, tablet, or computer in bed. And you know what? I broke this one last night. Sunday night, or Saturday night, I mean, uh, my wife and I you know, went out, had a nice dinner after the long days of uh, the chores, it was really nice and relaxing. Great meal over at Carabas. Big shout out to them. Um, and we came home and spent some time sitting with Kirby, our dog, and watching the TV and uh, had another glass of wine. And we sat and talked, uh, listened to some music before that, and it was just really, really enjoyable. But then when I went to bed, I was checking a couple other things. And in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, it's not a work night. You know, it's a weekend. I can do this. But you know, you know something? I didn't sleep good at all. And normally, when I go to bed, I will put the phone down uh, next to my bed. You know, it's on mute, turn it off, whatever, and I don't even look at it, right? I don't lay there in bed looking at it. I just put it there so I grab it in the morning. Uh, or in case, you know, if the kids are out and there's a message or something that comes in, I can at least see that in the night. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't look at my phone 
checking up on one more email or one more Facebook post or anything like that. Uh, and I sleep a lot better. So yeah, that last night, definitely I had some trouble uh, sleeping uh, because of that. It could have been other things too. I got a little bit too much sun, uh, <laughs> you know, put those things down. Sometimes it, it helps us to unplug. Number three, appreciate the here and now. That's something that Jeff Lipp talks about all the time. And thanks to him, I'm trying to focus in on that. It really, really helps me focus in with my gratitude that I'm trying to do each and every day. And uh, especially this last week, um, you know, with the incident described in the last podcast, um, the incident at work, and just the physical labor that just uh, at times just breaks me down from the standpoint of my body um, cannot do too much physical labor with the arthritis and everything that I have to where I start getting down on myself because I can't do things. And, you know, it's accepting that fact. Uh, but at the same time, there's stuff that has to get done. And quite frankly, you know, we don't have all the money in the world that we could hire this out. So I guess I made up my mind to do what I can to um, get things done. It might take slower. It might not be as fast as I could used to be able to do it. Um, and so I'm trying to work around those uh, those feelings of inadequacy and getting down, okay? But gratitude is definitely something that helps me with that uh, as far as being grateful that I still um, am able to do things, still be able to get out and walk, still view a beautiful day, still walk with my wife and, you know, do those great things that we like doing. So gratitude fits in with appreciating the here and now. For me, it does. Number four, realize that things aren't always as you perceive them to be. And I think a lot of times things like that... Um, it kind of goes along with the gratitude and stuff, realizing that patience has to come into play, okay? That um, sometimes um, things are going on behind the scenes that you have to let play out, right? Even though you may want an answer, a solution, uh, a finality type of thing sooner than later, um, you really have to understand that um, things aren't always the way they look to be. Right, and sometimes you gotta get behind the scenes, behind the door, underneath the surface, whatever it is, because uh, it's one of those things that you know you, you gotta wait for some things, that, especially if it's out of your control. Right, you gotta wait for some things to kind of happen uh, before you can kind of see some things. But that helps. It helps remind me about not judging, and I have a horrible time with that sometimes. I really do. Um, and and the patience factor, you know, uh, perfect example. The, our, our lawnmower wouldn't start. Uh, brand new from last year, worked out great last year. And, uh, you know, as my wife pointed out when we were looking at it, there's a big old sticker right on the top that says, guaranteed to start. And we looked at each other and just started laughing uh, from the standpoint of, okay, where's the guarantee? Who's going to do this, you know? And we looked through the uh, manual and the warranty and all that, and um, it was it was pretty much a big hassle, <laughs> as they normally are, to try and deal with that stuff. Um, so I talked to a neighbor, um, my neighbor, good neighbor, David, uh, who I need to have on this podcast. He's a fantastic guy, good friend. Um, and, uh, he helped me out by letting me use his mower. And then we were talking about them, some things. We tried to get mine going, uh, before all this. And he said, Hey, your other neighbor, Marion, uh, had somebody, you know, his services coming by, um, coming to the house. So you don't have to take the mower to him. So I ended up calling this guy and he couldn't come out until May May 22nd or something like that. And, you know, I couldn't wait that long. You know, we're going to have our long cut here in the next few weeks, a few more times. And I didn't want to keep bothering Dave. So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, waiting, uh, being patient is a good thing. Um, neighbors can help. Acting out or, or reaching out, I should say, for help is one of those things that I think works out better uh, than thinking I got to do everything myself. 
Um, they, they aren't always bleak. They aren't always as bad as they seem. Um, you know, as I look at the mower, ah, crap, you know, it ended out being, it, it worked out fine with, with my neighbor Dave helping me. You know, that they're not always as bad as things seem to be. That was my point of uh, the mower example. Maybe not a great example at this point, but you know what? It's the first thing that popped into my head as, uh, as I'm sitting here thinking about some things. Moving on. Hey, number five, get started even though you might fail. Okay? And that's what I, I've been doing more of, uh, keeping up with these podcasts and uh, reaching out for, um, you know, getting some interviews going, um, continuing working with Dr. Lip. Uh, and it is uncomfortable. Uh, it is one of those things where I have been, I have put out to uh, some friends for some help on uh, my logo and, and getting a new logo and a new, some new artwork uh, going for um, myself, this podcast, my brand, okay, of, of what I want to do. Uh, and I'm getting started and, you, and it's uncomfortable, right? But you know what I'm realizing, you guys? It sure is a heck of a lot better than sitting back there wondering and worrying about trying to do something and not even starting at all. Okay, because I've done that a lot throughout my life. And, you know, I always wake up frustrated more because I'm still where I'm at. Right. I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't done anything. And I need to do that. This this past week really woke me up to that. uh, Literally, um, from the standpoint of get me thinking about some changes that I need to make and uh, continue to make. Like I've already kind of started. I've always already had some ideas and some things I'd like to do. And now I need to do them. And uh, so getting started, even though I might stumble and fall. But now, hey, I've learned a new way of not to do something so I can get better. In other words, I might take three steps, fall on that fourth step, but I'm still three steps ahead of where I was sitting back there. And before, I used to be worried about failing and not, I wouldn't even start, right? Oh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the money. You know, I don't have any help. And staying back there sitting on the couch, so to speak, you know, I'm still sitting on the couch. So this getting started, even though you might fail, is a great point. Number six, big one for me, getting organized, Okay getting organized. I need to write things down, which I've started doing more, which I'm, I'm really actually kind of proud of myself. Um, even if it's jotting down thoughts, ideas in my phone, um, carrying around a notebook that I take notes uh, from podcasts and my interviews and stuff that I do. Um, you know, got that in the bag here with me. Uh, and I'm writing stuff down as they come to me because I know, like, I come up with a lot of good ideas, or at least I think that they're good ideas, but I don't write them down. Right. I'm, and I'm, I'm obviously, you know, the old saying is don't trust your memory. Right. You got to write things down. And I need to do that more. OK. So getting organized um, is a big thing. And the other part of getting organized for me and uh, definitely my family is we're starting to get rid of stuff. And boy, do we need to get rid of stuff. Clutter, you know, it used to not bother me and it still doesn't to some extent, not like it bothers my wife um, and my son. My wife and my son are a lot alike. Me and my daughter are a lot alike. But we have so much stuff, whether it's clothing, stuff from our old house, stuff that I grew up with as a kid, you know, that it's nice. You know, the memories are cool. Uh, like I've gotten rid of a lot of my baseball cards from the from the past. And I used to, I used to have just a crap load, uh, you know, 50,000 plus. And uh, watching the value decrease and go down, I've got rid of some of them. I donated some of them. Uh, and a good friend of mine at work, uh, Rob, talked to me about it. I gave him uh, a whole big, huge case of a whole bunch of different cards for him and his son, mainly his son. And he said, you know, recently they were pulling him out, him and his dad and his son, and they're looking at him, and especially him and his dad, talking about memories based upon some of those players and their stats and what they remember them playing at. You know, that is just cool. So getting rid of stuff for me is helping me to get organized, 
you know, cleansing, get rid of old stuff I don't need, make creating room. Because I tell you what, I'm not going to be, I should say, my wife and I are going to be in this house forever. We've been here almost 21 years, and uh, I, I could move into a condo tomorrow if it was all possible, right? To where, hey, someone else can mow the lawn, someone else can shovel the driveway, you know, a little smaller place, that's fine. But looking forward to not having a ton of household responsibilities where I can enjoy things more, uh, you know, go out with more people, uh, read more, uh, spend more time with my family, you know, uh, go places and not always be tied down to the things in the house. Getting organized is a big thing for me and probably for you too. Number seven, moving right along here, start a collection of things that truly resonate with you. Now that could go along with getting organized for me. Here I am talking about, you know, getting rid of things, but obviously there are things that matter. There are things that mean more to you. So whether it is, you know, uh, things that are collectibles that uh, mean something to you. On our fridge, for example, we have magnets uh, from all these different places that we have visited, all these different states and countries and events and, you know, thing, and we have that and we use them all the time. Unlike my baseball cards where they just stacked up in the basement and my, when we moved in, my dad and I spent a lot of time building shelves that we have in our storeroom part of the basement. And a lot of it was in mind for my baseball cards. And I remember our first house that we lived in for five years, we did the same thing. We built the shelves underneath. There was a little uh, room um, underneath the stairs in the basement. And that's where I had my baseball cards. And looking back, our first apartment before that first house, so when we got married in 1990, we were looking at apartments. We found one that was upstairs. It was two-story. And our entrance door was downstairs. And then we came in. And there were stairways. There was a closet down there by that entrance door. And guess what? My wife was like, oh, good. You can put your baseball cards here, you know, kind of out of the way. We had plenty of closet space in, the, in that apartment. It was great. But, um, you know, start a collection of things that truly resonate with you, whether it's the magnets, uh, some wine glasses that my wife and I have collected, but we use them, right? They're not taking up space um, in the basement, and we never use them. They never bring any value to us, okay? So those types of things... You know, uh, whether it's pictures on the fridge even that we got, those types of things are meaningful to the heart. And uh, boy, it's getting me thinking of a lot of things I need to get rid of still. Uh, but it, it amplifies the meaning of some of these special things. It sure does. Number eight, do something that reminds you who you are. Okay? You know, we, we all have um, the, the saying that, oh, I want some me time. But what is that, right? What is that really? It's, it's making, hopefully, time for those activities that really resonate with you. Um, like last night, I, I, like I said, we came back from the restaurant. We ate kind of late, and we came back, and we sat at a glass of wine, and we were listening to music on the, on the Music Choice channel um, on, on, on TV, on cable. And it was just super, super cool. Listening to some of these tunes uh, back in the day and looking at the years and remembering where we were, you know, um, you know the, these songs that we were both in high school. Of course, we didn't know each other in high school, but similar conversations, similar stories about what these songs meant. Um, so music's a big thing. I'm getting out and going to play some golf soon, okay? I'm going to get reach out to a couple of my uh, buddies from the class of 1984 over at Catholic Central. We have a golf outing to raise some money for uh, the scholarship that's in our class's name. Uh, i got to reach out and get my name on that list for that's coming up in another week or so. Uh, so, in fact, I need to do that. I'll do that right after this. Um, those things, I love playing golf. I'm not great at it, but I love playing golf, and that is definitely something I need to take time to, uh, time to do. Uh, another one, number nine, saying no. 
okay? Saying no. If you're one of these yes people, like sometimes I am. Like sometimes I'm a people pleaser. And there's there's time I'm starting to say no more. And it's, it's not a flat out yell in their face, no, you know, I'm not going to do it, forget you. It might be a question in the form of getting them to think, getting them to uh, reevaluate what their need is, right? Or if there's something they can do about it and then come back and, and show me, ask me, right? I can help them better then, okay? Uh, it's a powerful word that, you know, whether it's no, I'm not going to turn on the TV and, and watch um, the show that I can watch later or I can record it or, you know, it doesn't mean much. I have this to do now and whatever this is. It could be something, hey, I told my wife I'm going to do the dishes. She's going to be home soon. I know how much that means to her, okay? So instead of sitting there watching Blue Bloods, uh, uh, an episode, I love that show. My number one all-time favorite show. Maybe that and MASH. But instead of sitting down and watching one of these reruns again, knowing that I promised I was going to do something for her, that when she comes home and walks into the house and notices, oh, the kitchen's clean. You know, that to her, that is one of her love languages, the acts of service. It means so much to her, Okay. So saying no could be anything from saying no to somebody uh, that is not going to do much good for you, right? Might get you in trouble, might wind up doing something you don't want to do, or it's a waste of your time, or that time can be spent on something else, and especially if it's something else that can mean something for somebody else that is, is more to that than just you yourself, right? Uh, number 10, last one, stick to your realistic goals, okay? And we start talking about goal, um, achieving goals and stuff. Uh, in some of my classes and part of their blog assignment a lot of the kids are hitting on this point it was talking about you know three or four points from the article and a lot of them are hitting on this point in one of the articles about um, making goals obviously that are realistic but then hey once you accomplish that don't sit back and, and cheer cheer yourself and say oh I did it hey and, and stop there's probably something else you can put down and, and go keep moving forward right and that's what I need to do I really do um, my good friend uh, Stan Targos talks about BHAGs, B-H-A-G, big, hairy, audacious goals, and sticking to some of them, uh, you know, that are realistic. Now, you know, the realistic goals, um, you know, the, the old adage, the old saying, I think I've heard some people say, um, Shaquille O'Neal is not going to have a goal of being a jockey, right, to, to ride a horse in a, in a race, right? He... he could, <laughs> 300 pounds, whatever he is, he's, he's getting up there in age. I don't even know if he likes horses, but that's an unrealistic goal. Another, You know, being an astronaut for me, that's an unrealistic goal, right? 52 years old, uh, you know, I'm not going to enter the space program. I'm not going to pick up all these other degrees right now. I don't want to, quite frankly. So that would be obviously an unrealistic goal. But, you know, there are plenty of realistic goals, I think, that we can all look to do. And, and some of this, you know, these previous items on this list is can, something that can help you with those, Okay. Now, you know, the whole thing about this list, as I'm wrapping this up, um, bringing it all together, is, is your character is determined by your attitude, uh, how you spend your time, and happiness is tied into this too, you guys, right? Uh, I need to do this. Stop chasing the things that you think will make you happy and start realizing that your peace and happiness, they're really up to you. And you do have control of it. I do have control of it, right? Every time I respond to a situation, I can respond uh, in a better way that's going to make myself happier and probably those around me too rather than anger and, and being ticked off and frustrated. I mean, those things happen. I, it's not like, I'm oh, I'm going to turn them off forever. No, I'm human. You know, I get down. I've had, you know, some things happen this week, like I said, that I've, been, I've gotten down. But people have lifted me up and it's been really, really cool to watch those people uh, reach out and help. Um, but again, how you are, where you're going, 
all these things dictate your happiness. All these things dictate, you know, who you are and what you're going to become. You know, it's, it's kind of a big, huge formula. It can get complicated, but boy, is it worth it. It is so worth it. Okay? Hey, hope you like this. I will put the link into the show notes for this uh, show about this article. Okay? Uh, I do appreciate it. Hey, over 6,000 downloads now, you guys. I'm coming up on show number 150 in another couple of weeks. Uh, this is absolutely amazing. I am so full of gratitude. Please uh, hop onto iTunes if you can rate this show. The more people that find out about it, the better off uh, we'll all be. And hopefully there's some nuggets that you'd like to share. Reach out and send this to somebody, right? Reach out and uh, let somebody know that, hey, this guy John Daly, he's a little dorky, but you know what? He's got some good stuff that he, he brings up and he gets me thinking. So maybe it'll help you think too, okay? Find me on Facebook over at coach to expect success over on Twitter at coach to success and over on Instagram at Coach John Daly. Okay? Hey, appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Keep working hard to find those success puzzle pieces. I'm here to help. Get in touch. We will talk again soon. See ya.